we'll try to get the good questions out of the way first. Yeah. <laughs> Ask me whatever you'd like. Okay. Anything is fair game. Okay. <laughs> do, do we? Did we record that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. Because we, we'll we have that on audio when the uh, when the lawsuits come out. <laughs> I I can play expert on both guitar and bass and rock band. I imagine I imagine it's the exact same thing as playing a real instrument. <laughs> Greetings, welcome, salutations. This is the uh, Chainsaw Buffet podcast broadcast. Um, I am. This is Charlie, the sommelier. Uh, with me is John, the busboy, Dylan, the Mater D, and we have a very special guest who I will let John introduce because he arranged all this. It is my esteemed pleasure to announce that we have our very first guest on the Chainsaw Buffet broadcast. It is Mr. Simon Young, bassist for The Slant. Say hello. How's it going? Uh, I could not be more excited about this. I really don't think it's possible. Yeah, this this is really cool. I didn't think we'd ever get to this point. So, uh... so Simon, I have to say, we loved you at MTech. We loved your band. Don't know if if you read our, you know my little blurb uh, on the website about it. But you guys just completely melted my face off, and uh, <laughs> all of our changed, faces, I think, changed my life forever. Since I bought the CD at MTech, it has not left my car. The, the little CD changer thing I have, and that's the highest praise I can give any band ever because I rotate that thing out like there's no tomorrow. So Thank the you. fact that, the fact that you have survived these last five months nonstop <laughs> and listening to you every day that that speaks volumes. Could be a record. It could be, could be. A, a a record, air quote, a uh, little, little bit of a music pun. Yeah, that doesn't. Uh, that that one that one wasn't great. Though. Doesn't work on the audio either when they do the little bunny heads. No, it doesn't. They can't see. I it. keep doing it though. Yeah, but I have to. As a internet journalist, I have a small amount of integrity that requires me to ask the question that's on everybody's lips. Why the hell are you not playing at Anime Week in Atlanta? Um, we actually. Well, they kind of had their music lineup set up before, before we were playing conventions. They they had this booked for quite some time, but we are talking to them, uh, just like a lot of other conventions, about possibly playing next year. So, so we are in talks about that. Yeah, That's I mean, it's it's always a possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, at this point, just like with any other convention, until we actually get it confirmed, we can't really say no, yes, we're going to play t- two thousand nine, two thousand ten, or whatever. But we do have a lot of major uh, anime conventions on the horizon. So we, this year we played a lot of newer conventions. Um, we did, about, I think, about 25 to 30 conventions this year. Um, the largest one we did was SakuraCon. And so next year we're, we're targeting some other ones. And also it just kind of depends on our tour schedule. Sometimes a particular weekend doesn't fit where we're going to be. We might be across the country or a different part of the world at that time. Sure. So let me ask. Uh, why anime conventions? Are you guys big anime fans? Is that why you chose the venue, or did the venue kind of choose you? Um, I would say I deliberately chose the venue. Um, we, you know, everyone in the band does enjoy anime as well as other aspects of Asian culture, but um, it really just came down to me going to my first anime convention, which is KomoriCon 2006. And I just kind of looked around and just saw a wide open opportunity. I neither 
a lot of people there who are fans of J-Rock and maybe just Asian culture in general. And I thought, well, hey, I'm trying to put together this band. This would be a great avenue to kind of promote in. And the for us, it's just been incredible. We actually, you know, although I said we did about 25 to 30 conventions this past year, we played about 100 to 110 rock and roll shows and clubs, bars, whatever. Um, but for us, it's still the convention's our favorite part because the, the fans are so much more enthusiastic. They really get into it. And, and so for that, it's just a big part of who we are now. So you're you're here at Anime Week in Atlanta. Your bandmates aren't with you. What what are you looking forward to doing here at, at Anime Weekend? Well, I, I mainly came here to, to promote the band, uh, to meet other uh, fans who are in the area because this is a, our first time in Atlanta, or at least some kind of form of the slants presence, I guess you could say. Right. Um, and to just kind of get in touch with other conventions to, to possibly meet with them and possibly play in the future. Um, the band is actually playing a show without me back at home in Portland, Oregon, uh, tomorrow night. So you know. how how can they do that? Shame on them. <laughs> we we, uh, we rotate members around, so it it happens where sometimes if uh, this has only happened twice in the band's history. For instance, while I was at, um, at Anime Central in Chicago, they played this huge music fest in San Francisco without me. The guitar player played bass. One of our keyboardists out of the two switched to guitar. And the other keyboardist just kind of doubled up on the parts. So we all just kind of rotate like uh, musical chairs, I guess. I mean, it's it's happened where almost everybody in the band's had someone fill in for them, including our, our lead singer. And um, because for us, the show's just got to keep on going. Who have you had to fill? Have you had to fill in for? Who have you had to fill in for if, if somebody was missing? Um, I've actually, other than when I'm gone, I've actually always pretty much played bass. Okay. Um, there, there was a time where one of our tours, um, Aaron, our lead singer, was sick. And so me, Gaijin, and Jen Cho, we all kind of took turns and took different vocal parts on to, to fill in for him for like a week and a half until his voice got better. Because he had strep throat and laryngitis and just couldn't sing at all. Um, so that was certainly interesting. And there's been times where we're auditioning someone or doing something where I'll switch to a guitar. But... I mean, it's kind of like how our band's been operating since day one. Uh, even in the recording studio when we were recording our album, um, you know, I didn't play all the bass parts. I played some of the keyboard parts, some of the guitar parts. Same with Johnny. He wasn't actually in the band at the time, but he was already playing bass and guitar in the studio with us. Guy Jane was playing various parts. It just Whoever just could t- take the part and play it, we just let them do it because we just wanted to get the album done. So uh, I, I consider myself a man of... Great charity and humility. So I just wanted to extend this offer to you. Uh, I I can play expert on both guitar and bass and rock band. Oh, I imagine I imagine it's the exact same thing as playing a real instrument. Well, you we never know. So so if you guys need me to just sort of come inside and uh, you know just play a couple of shows, I I think I could find it in my heart to uh, to play a couple of shows. For as long as they don't give you the real instrument, as right? Long as, it, it, as long as you have the little peripheral controller, you'll you'll be fine. Yeah, or or yeah, we can go wireless. I'll I'll pay the extra ten bucks for the wireless. So this one is red, red, green, blue, right? That's <laughs> the it's a step above air guitar, basically. Yeah, it, it's air guitar with the prompt. Well, you, you get buttons too. And yeah, like well. a little pick thing. Sure. I, yeah, I could play. I think I got to expert on bass and rock band but i don't remember a guitar every time i play rock band 
whoever I'm with, they're like, well, you, Simon, you play bass, so why don't you just play bass on here? I'm like, oh. well, it's not the same thing, but okay. You're, you're a man of many talents, though. Uh, they yeah, should allow you to express yourself creatively. It's kind of cold to shoehorn you. Yeah. It, it's okay. It's it's fun. It's all part of the, the game, I guess. I don't know. Are you a, are you a big player of video games? Um, I used to be much more so. These days, I spend the majority of my time on the road or... You know, I'm either on tour promoting, or I'm getting ready for another tour, or I'm in another control, uh, part of the country promoting for a future tour. So um, it keeps me pretty pretty busy. Sounds like I, you know, just today I, I downloaded a bunch of emulators on my uh, laptop so I could play old NES games. So, but uh, other than that, you know, it's when I have a when I have a chance to. I, I kind of like to say that um, when I'm at home, I like to play Wii boxing to keep my body fit. And then when I'm on the road, I play Brain Age to keep my mind focused. <laughs> there you go. See, there's a man with with an actual career and success, whereas, you know, we're a bunch of retards with a computer and a microphone. And, oh, yeah, we play all these video games. That's because we don't, we, you know, we're working stiffs with a computer. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm so working and slaving as well. You know, well, I, well, that's that's true. It is work, but it's... it's. You can make money playing video games. I know uh, Johnny, our guitarist, he was... A, really addicted to Warcraft for the longest time you know, to the point where like I'd ca- call him or just try and get him to do anything else except you know play the game but he was glued to it and finally when I got him to quit his addiction I, th- I was seriously considering getting him like a support group he um, <laughs> he started eBaying off all his characters and he'd get five to eight eight nine hundred dollars per each of these characters that he's developed because they had so many experience levels and I was like, well, this is great. You know, if you're going to do it, you, you know, you might as well sell them. So he, he's got a second money. career then if he needs. Yeah, he does it on the side now. He'll just develop a character for a month or so, and then he'll sell it on eBay for a couple hundred bucks. I, I'm playing in this rock and roll band, but my real career, the thing I do when I'm, when I'm not working with the guys, is I'm, I'm creating level 70 alts in Warcraft and then selling them to people. Hey, if it works, it's, it works. It's yeah. a cottage industry now, really. Right. I mean, uh, you had mentioned being a, a fan of anime. What do you have a favorite series or se- several favorite mm-hmm. series? Um, I'd say I have a lot of favorite series. My all-time favorite would probably have to be Robotech because that's what got me into anime, um, and it's really exciting for me doing conventions because I get to meet a lot of the people in the industry. Uh, the last two weeks, um, well, actually three weeks, I've been running into Tommy and uh, Steve Yoon, who really helped revitalize Robotech's career. And so it's just kind of fun talking to them about it. And I was actually explaining how, you know, I, I grew up in a time period where Robotech was coming on out on TV, and I'd come home and watch it. But, like, in my head, I didn't know it was any different than any other cartoon on TV. I was just like, wow, Transforming Robots. This is like a cooler version of the Transformers. And it wasn't until I went to... San Diego Comic Con, and they had these little pamphlets about it, and I was like, "What's anime?" And I was like, "Hey, I used to watch that, and this, and that." I was like, "This is like a different category." And that's when I kind of started finding out about it, and then I started learning about other things. And the Sci-Fi Channel for a couple of years would premiere every year; they'd do like two weeks of anime, and so I kind of grew up with it in in a way. And then as I got older, and I could actually afford buying it. Um, then I started seeing different things. I'm also a huge fan of Full Metal Panic. Um, I like a lot of the romantic comedies ones too, like His and Her Circumstances, Oh My Goddess, but 
There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah, and then, oh, and also the standby classics would be like, you know, Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo, because I love how they integrate music into it so well. And then I love Trigun as well, because they just got a lot of cool scenes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, what are you watching right now? Right now? Or, or most lately, I guess. Um, it's, You know what? I haven't really watched anything in quite some time. So. You're in the same boat I am. It's, it's hard to yeah. find time sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I think the most recent... You know, nowadays, um, the only animes I really get to catch are what's going on at conventions, or if someone makes an AMV of one of our songs and sends it to us, um, I'll kind of f- pick up on it a little bit. Uh, for instance, someone just did it to Death Note the other day, and... The funny thing is, I've never seen Death Note before, so I was just watching this AMV thinking, like, what is going on? I have no idea what's happening. He's writing a book! <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I know the basic premise. I saw the movie in the theater, but, you know, I never watched the anime, so I was trying to figure out, like, put the, the characters together and figure out what was going on. But, it's hard to do through an AMV. So, do you guys get a lot of AMVs made with your with your music? That's um, pretty cool. I'd say we probably have about a half a dozen or so right now. A little while ago, we started. We launched a contest where fans could make one, and we were gonna put it together into our um, a documentary that's being made for us right now. But the documentary is still being made, so we haven't really chosen a winner. And then just it randomly happens here and there. So I'd say right now maybe six or seven of them. So, it, but for me, it's just really exciting. It's flattering that someone would actually take our music and do that. And so it's you know it's a great honor to do that. How long have they been working on the documentary? Uh, since, mm, I'd say probably about March last year. It start, we started filming at SoccerCon. Um, and two, wait, no, so this year, sorry. March this year, SoccerCon 2008. And then so we have clips from that, and then we've been collecting interviews with different fans. Did a lot more filming at KomoriCon this year. Um, we played this big music fest in Portland, kind of like the... Portland equivalent of South by Southwest, and so we we did a lot of footage there because we got, we opened up for uh, Sir Mix a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, for us that was just incredible. Should, shouldn't he be opening up for you though? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, let's not start any internet wars I, now. Well, Sir Mix a lot is a fine Sir Mix a lot is a fine artist. I but I know I know exactly one song of his. Uh, I. Baby I won't. Back. I won't do it. <laughs> oh, but no. I could. I could sing every song of the slants right now. Well, I won't do it. I, I. I. think, you know, he was actually number one on the charts. The baby got back for a while. We. We haven't hit charts yet. So. Well, I. See, this is why I love bands like, like your your own with the slants that have these really wonderful musical tracks along with very deep lyrics, because it's such a contrast from the top forty music where. Uh, Fergie puts uh, every time you come around my London Bridge when they go down and and that soars to the top of the charts what the hell America (laughs) yes we blame America for that how how dare you pop music you can't really control or dictate it I guess you know we we hope to you know broaden our audience a lot more someday but it, it takes a while to get there some people are blessed of certain things like parts of their body that make them popular other people have a lot of money to help get them and you know it's kind of being there in the right place at the right time as well as having the, the talent or 
lack of. So should we let you? So should we let you go to to talk with somebody important so you can be in that right place? Because we don't we don't want to keep you from being successful. We just we just want to talk to you. No, I think. Well, I don't know. I, I think I think just these days it's it's a lot more competitive. There's so many artists out there trying to be heard, and there's so many that are just really really good that deserve to be. But it's just kind of. Uh, the way the radio works and the way the music industry, it's it's almost you can very, it's very controlled, so it's kind of hard to break into. There's but, a huge, yeah, a huge element of right place, right time. Yeah, regardless of talent, you you got to find somebody. Sure. To listen. But what's what's really cool about the way music is that we have nowadays is that you, you have a, a period of time where artists can be somewhat successful without being in the top forty. Now, I mean, with the the internet, you got. People supporting them downloads with downloads, uh, iTunes. Pe- people really are able to market themselves independently, and that's something that we're trying to do as well. You know, we just we made it. Um, it was a decision that we made on our own to not be on a record label. We wanted to be as independent as possible to keep that artistic integrity and to be able to co- kind of control our own destiny. And so, for us, that was a really you know important step for us. That's cool. And for anyone that hasn't heard the the album, their album, it's very polished. I mean, I'm kind of surprised that you said it was independently as independently done as you said because just the quality of it, I think, is amazing. It's it's Thank very you. good. And we actually, if you look at the liner notes of the album, it says it was recorded at House of the Rising Sun. It's actually a nickname for my garage. (laughs) Wow. We we took the garage, the kitchen, and the living room, and we transformed it into a studio. Um, We basically recorded the album in two weeks, sent it off to get it mixed and mastered, and um, I did the artwork myself and had a friend of mine kind of overlook it, Um, and we just had it replicated and just did everything on our own. But now we have a distributor, and we're basically doing all the things that a record label would be doing for us, Except we're just doing it, you know, on our own, and so for me, it's a, it's it's really enjoyable being having that kind of experience. So uh, until uh, my CD player just burns up and breaks my album, how how long is it going to be before I get a new album to just completely destroy? <laughs> a new slant album? Yeah, yeah. Well, we have two things on the horizon. Um, one. It should be out in about a month or so, and it's a project that we're doing called Slant Slants Revolution, and it's going to be like techno <laughs> parapara remixes of our entire album, so it makes it more fitting into like DDR or like a techno kind of club scene. And the other is we are writing for a brand new album right now, so that should be out early next year, spring, um, late spring, early summer at the very latest, possibly at MTAC next year. All oh, right. Wow. Yes, please, please, please do. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start emailing you some ideas for some songs. <laughs> well, I've, I've, I've been writing for for a little oh, band no. called uh, Kung Fu Tron. Which doesn't really exist. Which which does not exist in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> and if it ever does exist, we'll not have any musical talent. Right. Well, so, you can write out the music notes of rock band signatures. Yeah, I'll, oh, no. I'll just say this. You know, you play this green, yellow, you know, gotta go for the really hard chord, green, orange chord... <laughs> Yeah, you know, and and yeah, we'll we'll go with that. And for anyone listening, no professional musicians do not want your songs. No, I'm, I'm going to guess um, <laughs> they they have people they do that um, themselves. They're okay. 
Well, they're, well, they're good with that. They don't. They don't need your help. Yeah. So. Well, that, what I did with that just there, that that's called a joke. Yeah. I want to make sure everybody got that. That was a joke. Yeah. Do not send. Do well. Go ahead and send them to the slants, but don't, <laughs> but you don't know, expect anything. Yeah. Legal when, issues with when, that when you get a very very polite email from Simon saying thank you for for your submission. <laughs> uh, this is this was really great, and then you don't ever see it again. Yeah, that's what happened. Um, Some bands do hire songwriters, and you know there are bands. Just hire hire good ones. Don't don't hire me. (laughs) (laughs) So any other bands out there? Don't don't hire him. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you need it. I think I think for the moment we're we're good writing on our own. But I I would agree. I would agree. (laughs) I don't I don't see you ever needing any help with that at all. Especially Uh, not mine. Especially Uh, not John's. No. And we'll see what happens to the second album. I suppose this one we're definitely taking a lot more time on. I mean, the first one, two of the. Tr- tracks we actually wrote in the studio while we were in the middle of recording and so it, it was really just kind of rushed because we wanted to have an album out as soon as possible we we released it three months within our, our first show so for us it was just a very very quick process so how long have you been together as a group um i'd say as far as the the main members go about a little bit over a year and a half two years now so it was pretty much we got together within three months of having our singer. We played our first show within three months of that. We recorded an album. Um, and then we right after that for the next year or so, we went on five tours. We've uh, crossed the country and back several times now. So it's just been kind of like the moment we started getting members, it just kind of took off from there. So we've, been, we've been keeping quite busy. <laughs> I imagine so. But, you know, it's it's part of the fun, I guess. So I have to say, went to your concert at MTech. It was, I really words just cheapened the whole experience. But it was a fantastic show. You guys were all over the place, well, standing on top of the speakers, <laughs> you know, jumping on stage. It was it was crazy. But it, it it occurred to me. I had I had to think about it after a while. And I, I'm just wondering, since I have you here on the po- podcast, exactly how many Red Bulls did you guys drink prior to, to doing any given show? Is this like Michael Phelps where, you know, you're <laughs> drinking nothing but Red Bull and water in um, the course of a day? Actually, we we don't really drink any Red Bulls before our show. Um, our, what's funny is I, I didn't feel that strongly about that MTAC show because I was, uh, like, bedridden sick. And right before the show, I had... The staff get me like twenty cough drops so I could just eat them really quick because my throat was killing me and I couldn't couldn't really move. But I was like, well, you know, I'm not gonna skip out on the show. So we just kind of I felt really exhausted the whole sh- whole show. But uh, we generally don't drink energy drinks or anything like that. Our we we kind of feed off the energy of the crowd, and for us, it's always been really important for us to just kind of put on a dynamic show. At MTAC last year was actually a pretty toned-down version of what we do. Um, Holy we, crap! <laughs> <laughs> I've been living a lie! Uh, uh, see, a lot of conventions don't allow us to do our our full show, but um, we'll do things like Aaron will breathe fire throughout the set. Now we... Um, well, there's a lot of surprises. Does, does he drop in from the ceiling on a helicopter? <laughs> because I, I'm, I'm imagining that. <laughs> we would we'd love to do that, but we, we don't have the budget to 
do any airlifting quite yet. I, I will buy you guys like a ten dollar helicopter ride, and then just hijack the <laughs> helicopter and drop Aaron down into the well, in the studio. I, I don't, see, I don't know how you get through the ceiling, but if we'll, we'll find a way. Might have to cut we will make this thing that, happen. Uh, if it has a glass ceiling, just break it. Yeah, Dude. it'll be like bat. Everybody come down on zip lines. Um, so we thought about the zip lines, but we're gonna have to come down like riot that. gear. <laughs> <laughs> but. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, for us, that was one of our earlier shows, and so we've been trying to make it better and better as we get along. We're always constantly thinking of new things that we could bring in to, to make it more exciting. It's a little difficult at uh, conventions because mo- so many conventions are at hotels, and most ho- hotels don't want you to breathe fire or do things like that, explode fireworks off instruments, you know. <laughs> so, But we're, we're working on it, and we, we hope next year will be even better. If anything, we'll have new songs and kind of go from there. Well, I, I, I'm speechless. I mean, I'm, I'm supposed to be doing an interview, and all I'm thinking about is just, uh, you know, a, you know, Aaron breathing fire and explosions, and it's like an action movie on stage. <laughs> well, there should be like running from fireballs and stuff. They they should resurrect. Uh, I don't know about fire. Pat La Fontaine to do like a, an <laughs> intro prior to you. Know, in a world. <laughs> well, we're working on a new intro, too, actually, but so we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, the the fireball is the only only fire that comes in the into the stage show is from Aaron's mouth. We don't use pyrotechnics at all. It's just his lungs, a little bit of, you know, flammable fluids and a small lighter. But, you that's, know. That's really... We've, we've, and multiple band members have been burnt before, but it's not... <laughs> been that bad it's just kind of a little bit of a singe the worst ever was when we were doing this outdoor show um in in portland it was one of our welcome home shows from tour and it was a really windy day and aaron was blowing fire into the wind so it just came right back on his face <laughs> oh that is hardcore wow. and so it was pretty so funny because i was like aaron half your eyebrows missing <laughs> but you know he kept on doing the show we've for us, you know, it's like I said before, the show must go on. We've had people with uh, broken limbs or parts of their body. We've, you know, I, I, I like also like to say that if one of us doesn't, you know, end up bleeding, we didn't really do that great of a job. Uh, at Comoricon, our first anime convention, Aaron broke his foot stepping off the stage, but he still played the rest of his show. Um, the next, you know, the next show after that, he was in crutches in the cast, but, you know. So, but at least for that one show, he's, he's you know, still kind of toughened it out and kept going. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the slants, <laughs> the most hardcore MFers on stage. Uh, yeah, they're, they're not going to stop a show for anything short of, I guess, the venue burning down. And... I, don't, I don't even think then. <laughs> well, <laughs> if it's burning down, we'll, we probably, you know, we'll probably run out. If... May I have your attention, please? Oh. May I have your attention, please? Uh-oh. There was a false alarm. The Waverly Hotel, please disregard the fire alarm and continue with your regular day. We are sorry for the inconvenience. Wow. May I have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? This was a false alarm of the fire alarm system. It's a good thing we were paying attention, wasn't it? Uh, Thank you for your alarm earlier. Aaron was not breathing fire at this hotel. Wow, that was not planned in any way, folks. <laughs> so for any legal issues, don't come to the slants. They did not do that. We will vouch for them. He's in Portland. I'm here. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, 
That was just good fortune. Uh, yeah. We need more uh, comedy gold like that to make <laughs> a podcast. So I guess uh, for anybody, I mean, I'm sure anybody that's listening to this is probably already a fan of yours. But uh, for anybody that isn't, how do you guys describe your music? Because I know you've got a really good phrase for uh, it. We, we call it Chinatown dance rock. Um, so for people who don't understand what that means, it's kind of like, um, I would say very heavily 80s influence, uh, a good synth pop sound. So we take a lot from Depeche Mode, New Order. Um, more contemporary artists are probably The Killers, The Faint. Some people compare us to Mindless Self-Indulgence. Um, I guess it's just kind of having that you know, keyboard-heavy techno sound mixed with a little bit of punk rock. And so, you know, for us, we just try and keep it dancey and, and fun. And I really think if, if, if anybody's having trouble imagining that, you really, I think you really need to come to one of the concerts. I think once you've, you've been there, you, you know exactly what he's talking about. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy energetic. I mean, people are just going nuts. I mean, I am the laziest man on earth, and I was jumping up and down <laughs> and screaming. Uh, they can turn a normal person into a frothing maniac. It's it's, it's quite the quite the transformation to watch, actually. And, and as I just found out, they literally will melt your face off. <laughs> yes, or burn it off. Or burn. They will burn your eyebrows off. That's not a guarantee. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay around fifty bucks in that show and say, okay, I want you to burn my eyebrows off. <laughs> I, I will. I will waive you from any liability. I just want you to do it. I, I don't know if you want your, you know, big fireball in your face. That the fireball is like five or six feet long. I don't know. It's 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 quite a sight. I would imagine it's much less awesome actually uh, in your face. And I do mean living through it. <laughs> yeah, we're making an assumption here. We we were actually going to do it off the hotel balcony of the green room last year in, at MTech, but then security got word of it and freaked out and we couldn't do it. <laughs> but next year, I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. No promises, just in case security's listening. I don't think they are. No, probably not. So, you know, but there are some certain conventions now that are working really hard with us because, you know, we get fire permits for this stuff all the time. It's just a matter of the venue or hotel saying it's okay, and then once we do that, you know, we go through all the safety procedures and make sure that, you know, it works out. So, there are some conventions as well that we've played at, you know, I won't name which ones, but they kind of have like, well, we just pretend that you didn't ask us, so you just go ahead and do it. Uh, the blind eye mentality works, I suppose. And yeah, it works. It worked almost every single time. We were banned from one club in Portland, Oregon, for doing fire breathing, even though I told them about it ahead of time. But they fired that employee, so we're back on. Ah, that that was a job well lost. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would lay my job on the line for that. Well, well, you, you, you fire job. breathing? Oh yeah. Well, we see. Originally, we were playing this venue in Portland, and um, we you know we we did the fire breathing. And the guy came, the stage manager ran up on stage and freaked out on us. I mean, he was screaming at us and calling us idiots. And he's like, and he's like, next time you pull an open flame in my club, you got to ask for permission first. And I mean, it was just that kind of an attitude. We're like, well, you know what? We're out of here. And, um, so we told everyone, like, you know, hey, we're done. If you, if you guys want to hang out, we're going to be down the street at this other club that we normally hang out at. Um, we packed up our stuff so there wouldn't be any more troubles and left. I mean, they were giving us attitude the whole time we were there to begin with. It was like their 20th anniversary party. They had this Michael Jackson tribute band that we were opening for. But as soon as we packed up and left, everybody in the building walked out. So he got really, really pissed. The next day, 
he uh, he wrote me an email saying that we weren't welcome there again, and he was kind of like being really snarky about it, saying like, "Good luck trying to play another venue in town again." And I just thought I was so funny. I was like, "All right, you know." I, I called our publicist and said, "Hey, we just got banned from the the venue." can we do a press release on this? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right. Um, I gave him all the facts about it. And here's the, here's the details of the stuff we use. This lamp oil is actually not even flammable without being disrupted in a certain way. And um, did the press release. And it was really funny because as soon as it hit the, the, the papers, two clubs called me right away and they're like, and they're like, Hey, you know, we, we read about what happened, you know, we're really sorry. That guy's a total idiot. And I was like, Hey, can we come and burn your club down? And they're like, sure. <laughs> so we got even better venues booked because of that incident. So it's really kind of funny that way. And for us, it's, it's almost been a history that for the slants, anytime that someone's tried to slam us or do something negative to us, it's always kind of come back on whoever, tried to do that to us. Um, we got, tried to get strong-armed into a recording contract, and, you know, we rejected it. And then I, we did a press release saying, you know, the Slants rejected a million-dollar recording contract because they were trying to rip us off. And so it ended up being in our favor because who wants to side with this big, bad, you know, billion-dollar corporation when there's a struggling ar- artist trying to, you know, have some integrity? We've had another time where um, one of the... We had an album review in a local paper, and... The, the majority of that review was actually spent criticizing our ethnicity, saying that, you know, what's the big deal? Asians playing keyboards? Who cares? And they didn't even talk about the album itself. They were just saying that it was kind of stupid that we called ourselves an Asian band, you know, that we had self-confidence issues like a white rapper who's trying to get recognition um, rather than, you know, what we say we are, which is, you know, we're just trying to say we're proud of who we are. We're trying to take back some stereotypes that we grew up fighting against um well that writer got flooded with hate mail that week it was incredible just you know and they actually printed a bunch of the hate mail that they wrote to him saying he was just racist arrogant bastard and it was just awesome for us because it just got us even more attention so i I don't know it's pretty interesting i guess uh for any i guess club owners uh managers that want to uh book you guys who do they need to contact oh they, they can just email booking at the slants.com and we kind of go from there that's the easiest way to do it okay and you've also got the website and the myspace uh yeah. What yeah. Are, what's the the addresses for those uh we got the slants.com it's our website we got myspace.com slash the slants that's uh for the myspace of course and then we have a youtube channel which is youtube.com slash slants videos and anyone can get pretty much any of our info on any of those sites and uh, while, while you're checking out the Slants MySpace page, you can add us as friends. See, we're their friends on MySpace. I don't know if that counts. Does that, does that count? Kind of, yeah. You can, oh. you can search through the friends list and find it. I don't know where you are on there. But yeah, we're, I, toward the bar. I was about to say, I think we're <laughs> down there smart. with... smart. I don't think we're down here with... I think we're down there with Tom, you know. We're, we're not really committed Tom. to the whole MySpace thing. It's just, well, you know, it, for me, I, I'm trying to change our top friends, but they... After a certain number of friends, they disable the search function. So then I, I have to go through like 400 pages just to find someone. And it's the, those little icons or avatars that I'm like, I, I give up. It's yeah, like, more trouble than it's worth. Exactly. So sorry for anyone who wants to be in our top friends. But now you know why. So don't don't feel like, you know, they're sliding you. They're not. It's just a pain in the ass. It's laziness. They have too many freaking MySpace friends. 
If you people weren't all their friends, we wouldn't have this problem. I would say we do not have enough, really. But I'll create like four or five more accounts. Just well, it, no, it's, it's not so much about having the number. We're just trying to, you know, expand the fan base. So if you're a real person with a MySpace account, you know, hit them up for a friend, okay? Don't create lots of extra accounts. That's, that's, oh that's cheating. Like, that's lame. Who would come up with a stupid idea like that? I don't that? know. But shame on that person. I, I don't know. Are we out of talking points? I all my notes have been exhausted. They were exhausted. Like I, I wrote down like ago. I wrote down like three notes. I I didn't want to be like okay. Now this is what we're gonna talk about. Check and, the bullet points. Uh, yeah, check the bullet points. Now that's that's not my style. No worries. Is there anything else? Any other projects? Any uh, tour dates? Anything you would like to, to um, make us aware? Of? So we do have some other projects on the horizon. Uh, Johnny and myself as well as our original drummer, AC, we have a new side project called Last Stop Tokyo, and uh, we're actually going to be playing at next year's Amtec along with the Slants. It's a little bit more of a punk rock kind of band, so really Ramones-ish, a throwback to you know late 70s, early 80s punk rock. Um, so it's just kind of a little fun band for us on the side. So so I heard you correctly. You're, the Slants are going to be at next year's Amtec. Oh yeah, I guess you can say that now. <laughs> this uh, that was the other reason why I'm here is because this weekend is uh, when MTAC is going to confirm that we are their first confirmed musical guest, or second actually. Well, I else. would say that we that we are now the first, except no. that this will post to the website like three or four days later, and we'll be we'll be just late. Yeah, MTAC is the latest to the scoop, but that's alright. I don't know if they're going to launch it on their website or not, but they're they're going to announce it somewhere in the convention, I think, and also. If you're going to be here at the Saturday Night Rave, uh, we're premiering our music video for Kokoro uh, tomorrow night. I was actually about to, to ask that because I had heard I heard rumors. Lil Birdie had told me that you guys were going to be premiering a new video, so I wanted to know where that was going yep. to be. And actually, I've been playing at the booth anyways <laughs> downstairs. So, but no, legitimately premiered at the rave. Exactly. Or you could go to the booth. Uh, pre- premiered at the booth, but uh, also at... The rave. Well, you know, we were just playing it off and on in between whatever they're spinning downstairs at our booth. So it's just there. If someone wants to watch it, I'll, I'll bring it up. Um, other projects? I don't know. We, we got a lot of other conventions that we're playing next year. Um, a few of them I'm not allowed to announce quite yet. Um, we do plan on doing another full U.S. tour next summer. So for those who can't, catch us at a convention because of one reason or another we're playing rock clubs and all across the u.s this past summer we were at 30 out of the 50 states in the country and we're going to be probably hitting about the same number this time around um a lot of driving time <laughs> so. if you guys come to knoxville we'll we'll put you all up in our house for the night <laughs> sure it's yeah. awesome. you well, can you can play a show out in the front yard and light fire all you want to that's what we do there you go. We could roast marshmallows of Aaron's breath. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure you want to eat those kind of marshmallows. I, I don't know. I'll give it a shot. If money's involved? <laughs> not, not even if money's involved. I mean, just like so. uh, a man breathed fire and toasted my marshmallows, I'm going to eat You really can't nod. It's, it's bad for it, it's, Yeah, it's it's rude. Because he, he went through a lot of effort to toast that marshmallow. I don't know if you want to, because like, sometimes a mixture of fire and oil spits out of his mouth. 
I know this firsthand because I've been spit on and had lamp oil on my face. That's I don't know if you want that on your marshmallow to eat. Uh, probably not. It's probably, probably not, not going to be probably not good for you. I, I don't think it's something you want to ingest. But probably not. No. But no essential vitamins or minerals in the lamp oil. <laughs> I, did, I I did try the Steven Seagal energy drink though, so I don't think there's going to be anything that's going to be worse tasting or worse for me. Worse. <laughs> For me than that. I can't talk to that. I wasn't aware that Steven Seagal had an energy drink. Well, it's uh, funny. Uh, you're better off not being aware. Yeah. yeah. It, it has a customer service number on it, and we called it on the last podcast that we recorded, and uh, the line is no longer in service. Wow. I, I was calling to chew them out. but uh, They do have a website, though. Do they? Is, 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 yes. is it lightningbolt.com? I'm sure none Something of Something like that. It's it's linked in the last show's show's Show notes. I'm sure none of the confirm uh, none of the contact information works on the website. So that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I wanted it. See, I want to get a Slants Energy drink, but you know, I, I kind of want to get our name on anything: coffins, energy drinks, <laughs> whatever. You well, know. so well, if you I are have... a producer of coffins, feel free to contact the Slants. I have a unique uh, opportunity for you then, because. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to our uh, po- our previous podcast. Since you're here talking with us now, I'm going to assume that you haven't. I have not. Uh, you're like most 99.999% of people in the country. You're, you're, you're like everybody outside of us. <laughs> but uh, what, we're, what we've been doing is we've been uh, taking music from, I, I think it's like a public domain site, and we've been mixing our yeah. intros with that. See... We we need something a little bit more high quality. We we need a a real good theme song. So you know if if, if you and the rest of the slants want to work on a uh, chainsaw the faith theme song for us, we'd we'd love it. Uh, intro riff. Yeah, intro yeah. riff. It's actually called Maybe an outro. You can, you can try. There you, you never there you know. Go. <laughs> I mean, just remind me in the email later. Uh, There's yeah. also chainsaw by the Ramones. It's a great song. Or chainsaw massacre, but. Uh, Let's see. Or if you want, you can use any slant songs. I don't care. I know, I know there's another podcast out there that uses Stranglehold for their theme song. So. Wow. We, we've got this one on audio, too, when the uh, lawsuit starts. So. No, we've, we've actually been doing that, uh, mixing in music and uh, just promote you guys. And yeah, so I, I think I think we'll start doing that from now on. I, I, I mean, the, the song that Mike was using, it's kind of catchy, but I, I would rather, you know, have our podcast at least be interesting for the first 30 seconds before we start talking with, you know, some Sakura Sakura. Well, it's good, but it's usually like, crap, I've just spent like an hour producing this podcast. I gotta get an intro song. That one. Well, there you go. Well, Simon, thank you so much for coming. Yes, thank you. Sure. It's it's been, yeah, and it's been a blast for us. Uh, We wish you all the success uh, in, in spite of, you know, you, you'll have that blemish where you talk to those chains of the Fey guys, but uh, we're sure you live it down. Yeah, somehow. yeah. We'll we'll spin this one right for you. No, it's an honor to be here. Thank you. But thank you so much for coming. Thank you very much. That's another podcast, everybody. Woo!